Welcome to another edition of Moving Abroad. I am your host, Doug, and today we have another guest from Portugal. This will be our third, so I'm excited about that. Today's guest is Annette Ford Rio. She runs a Facebook page called Americans Living in Portugal. Check that out if you're interested in any of this information. She is originally from Opelika, Alabama, which is near Auburn University. You may have heard of it if you like college football or if you like college education. <laughs> it's a great school in Alabama. Anyway, without further ado, let's talk to Annette Ford Rio. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good. You won't have any problems with my southern accent today, so we're in good shape. <laughs> well, everyone kids me about my southern accent. I am southern, and I'm proud of it. You were telling me that people make fun of your southern accent over there. Were you speaking mostly about expat friends of yours or people that live in Portugal, Portuguese people? Well, people, both, uh, the expats as well as uh, the people that live here uh, all say, well, you know, Annette, you talk so funny. And I said, no, you know, I'm not. Uh, you're the one that talks funny. And a lot of our members are not from the South, so they're not accustomed to the Southern accent. You know, it's, uh, it's quite a challenge for them to understand sometimes, and it is for me to understand them as well. <laughs> <laughs> so have you tried to learn the language, or you just speak to them in English? It's a, it's a very difficult language you know, to learn. It, it has a Greek base, and, uh, you know, it's a thousand ways to say one thing, and uh, it, it just is so complicated because instead of saying a cup of, uh, you know, how about a glass of wine, it's a coupe of venue. Uh, it's like, okay, come on. <laughs> that, that's just a little bit too much. Uh, you know, just, just spit it out. Say it uh, simple. Well, the good news is that most people over there, at least especially the younger people, are required to or, or know English. So it's pretty easy to get around there, I would think. I know when I visited, it was not a problem. Yeah, well, most of the people here speak English, and especially yeah, the younger generation. The older generation, not so much so. You know, English is taught in the schools here at a very young age, uh, and the people are very fluent in it. And Cascais is, is uh, the Riviera, I like to say, of uh, Portugal. So, uh, you know, we have a, a lot of uh, English-speaking people here. So it's, it's good for, for someone that doesn't speak the language well. I can maneuver around, uh, you know, I'll, I know how to do the, the nice things, uh, you know, like obrigada and, uh, you know, por favor and things like that. So I, I can maneuver around. And your town is called Cuscais? Cuscais. Cuscais. Just uh-huh. uh, outside of uh, Lisbon, it's on the. It's located on the uh, Iberian uh, coastline. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely beautiful here. And when we uh, moved to Portugal, we went from the south to the north, looking at places that we wanted to uh, settle. And when we came into Cascais, I said, "We don't look no further because this is it." It was. It just felt like home. Uh, to me, you know, it was uh, small enough, but yet it was metropolitan enough because we were close to Lisbon and you could do have all of the things that you, you know, that I have been accustomed to. I lived uh, not only in Opelika, uh, I lived there for the first 20 years of my life, but uh, then after that, uh, I went to Destin, Florida, I went to uh, Dothan, Alabama, I went to Gray, Georgia, and from Gray, Georgia, I came to uh, Portugal. So it's been a, a good experience here, I can tell you. When if you're thinking about moving uh, mm-hmm. to Portugal, don't think twice about it. Just pick up and come on. <laughs> <laughs> when you were in Destin, were you on the beach? Uh, we were. Uh, we was on, in Santa Rosa, uh, which is just Santa Rosa and Destin are right there together. 
but that, it was absolutely great. But that, I understand that Santa Rosa just had huge fire uh, and destroyed uh, a lot of the, the homes in that area. Mm. Well, just so our listeners will know, Santa Rosa and Destin, Florida, are probably some of the, the most beautiful beaches in the country and they are uh, Santa Rosa is a small town a very special place expensive place pretty much around there great restaurants so to be there and then move to Portugal speaks volumes for Portugal because people love oh, Santa yeah. Rosa yeah. You know, my hus- first of all, my husband is Portuguese. He's from the Algarve here. Okay. We, we met, I'm, I'm widowed, and I met him on a cruise in 1998. And the rest is history. We, we got married soon after that. We decided that, you know, after living in uh, the USA, my husband said, you know, what do you think about moving to Portugal? And I thought, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I never dreamed that he was serious about it, but he was. So we decided that, uh, you know, it was time to make a change uh, because we were approaching that time in life where, you know, we wanted to slow down. We wanted to, you know, just enjoy life a little bit more, become more relaxed because in America, as you well know, uh, it's just go, go, go all the time. And you work uh, so hard to to try to accomplish and to try to accrue all of the things that you've always wanted. And, you know, uh, my thought was on that, uh, you know, I've gotten everything that I want. I've been to the top of the mountain, and uh, now, you know, I want to just slowly glide down that mountain <laughs> so I can slow down and just uh, enjoy uh, here. And Portugal is such a wonderful place because people are relaxed. They're very helpful uh, here. Absolutely, the scenery is uh, the best by far of any country that I have been in, and I've traveled pretty exclusively. And I just, uh, I just, it's nothing about it that I don't like. And people ask me often, they said, you know, if you had the choice to do it again, would you? And I said, absolutely, without a doubt. You know, I would think I would do it and just say, gosh, why didn't I do it earlier uh, than now? And we, we sold uh, all of, we sold our house, we sold our furniture. And we actually just started over here in Portugal. So it was nice to have new furniture that we wanted. And people said, well, Annette, you're so crazy because you got rid of some of the most beautiful things. And no, I wasn't crazy, Doug, because what I did is it's just things and things can be replaced. But, you know, your husband or your wife or your family cannot be. And after a wonderful time to, to be able to enjoy our time together as a married couple and as a newly married couple, actually. Where did you, where was the last place you lived in the United States before you moved to Portugal? We were in Gray, Georgia. Gray, Georgia. Uh, which is just outside of Macon, Georgia. Okay, so what made your husband decide, you know, I think I don't want to be in Gray, Georgia, I want to be in Portugal. You know, he, uh, being from Portugal, he, he decided that, you know, it was time to come back. God, this is where his roots were. And he decided that it would be nice to come back if I wanted to do that. And I knew when I married him, being Portuguese, that uh, you know that there was a possibility that we would come back to Portugal someday. Mm-hmm. And that's basically why he came. And another reason was because, uh, as I said, we were approaching the age where we needed to slow down, mm-hmm. and we, uh, you know, we just felt that we could. Do a lot better here in Portugal as a retired couple because economically, because everything, everything, excuse me, has gotten so expensive in uh, America. You know, the insurance cost is phenomenal, and the insurance was just uh, just eating us alive. We were paying more in insurance there than we were, you know, to live on here in Portugal. So 
Yeah. Well, Annette, you you're uh, maybe a unique expat in the fact that you you know you've lived in some Santa Rosa, which is very nice and and not inexpensive, and you didn't move there necessarily to just to save money or because you had to. You know, living in Cushcosh, from what I understand, is probably the fanciest place maybe in Portugal and obviously very popular with some expats that are that retired and, and did well. Tell me a little bit about that place. Is that is my assumption accurate? Kiskosh is, uh, is, is got a lot of expats, and as you know, I have uh, the Americans living in Portugal, which you have just become a member, yes. and I'm very proud of that organization because I founded it, and we have people from all over the world that are members of the organization, not only from, you know, here in Portugal, but in America, but all over the world. And uh, we're approaching uh, pretty close to 2,000 members now. And we had um, about 20 members uh, to start with. So I'm very proud, you know, of that accomplishment and having founded it. So some people call me the grandmother of uh, <laughs> the expat clubs here in uh, Portugal. And that's now. pretty much true because yeah. uh, mine is one of the older clubs uh, here. That's great. People, uh, people here that come to Portugal are you know, a lot of retirees that come because they have, you know, they've made a, a good life in America and they want to, you know, just make sure that they have enough to live on throughout their retirement. And they look at the, the economic forecasts in America and they look at what could be and what will be if they move to somewhere like Portugal where the, the cost of living is a lot less expensive than it is in America. And with that said, that's why most of the people have come here to have a little bit of freedom as far as uh, cost is concerned from uh, you know everything, the hospitalization, the medical, the uh, insurance, you know, the taxes. You know, it's just phenomenal uh, in America what, you know, the, everything that's going on and the cost of living. And it continues to go up. And for people that are retired, you know, I don't know how they can continue to afford to just keep paying and paying and paying because pretty soon their retirement is, is not going to be enough for them. So, you know, as I said, most people come here because they want to, to prolong the their retirement benefits that they do have. Mm -hmm. And they want to have a, a better way of life, more relaxed, you know, more easygoing, more laid back. And, and uh, that's exactly what they get here. We have the best of all worlds because we're close to Lisbon. We've got all of the culture that you can look for and need there. We have an international airport here, so you're easy, easy access to go anywhere in Europe. Then a three-hour period, just great to be able to travel to Europe because you can go to you know all of the European countries within three, four hours, and that the cost is is phenomenal compared to what it is in America, and. You know, that has been a, a, certainly an asset, and it is to most people that are coming here. So you've been there nine years. Have you seen a major increase in expats over a certain amount of time? That Portugal's been on the radar. I, of, you I know. have I've seen a, a lot of expats just in the last couple of years. And I, I think that with the present administration that we have in America, uh, I think a lot of people are disgruntled. You know, they, they try to escape it and come here. Mm -hmm. But there's no escaping it because uh, there's a lot of Trumpism here. Oh, is there? In Portugal? Yeah. <laughs> from expats or from Portuguese people? Well, it's, uh, you know, the, the Portuguese uh, really dislike Trump, and the Americans that are coming here do as well. 
Oh, okay. So there's not a lot. I thought you said there was a lot of shocking. Okay. So, you know, but that could change in November. And I wonder if some people that have left over that or were thinking about it, their opinion changes. Because I look at it and I go, there's other reasons besides politics and even money to move to Portugal. It's a beautiful place. It's a safe place. It's a friendly people. There's just so many good things about it that I think sometimes people overlook that because they're thinking about just, oh, it's it's cheaper or it's, you know, there's no Trump there, whatever the reasons might be. It's really uh, has a lot more to offer than, than just those things. But um, I digress. What about the healthcare? You keep mentioning it. I know it's a, a less expensive. There's different programs. Have you had experience with it as far as having to use it? And has that been positive for you? Uh, I have. Okay, the healthcare uh, is wonderful here. Uh, you know, first of all, we have the, the socialized medicine here, which is great because you can go and get just for minor things. You can go to the what we call the Saud, which is the health that means health here in uh, Portugal, and you can go there and you can just do small things, get medicine filled, uh, that type of thing. And it's uh, like when you go, uh, it's about three dollars per visit uh, mm-hmm. per person compared to you know an office visit in America is about 45 or 50 dollars mm-hmm. so right there is a big savings insurance is very inexpensive for instance my husband and I have insurance here and we both are insured you know and it's less than 200 200 uh, euros a month which is unbelievable because we were paying about 1200 a month in America. <laughs> That's quite a huge yeah. saving to people. And to be honest with you, I, I was I had to use the healthcare system here in Portugal soon after we moved here. And you know, Doug, I thought, oh my God, I don't know the language. I don't know. I don't know anything about the healthcare system. I was diagnosed with cancer, and and I went to one of the leading cancer hospitals here in Portugal. And when I I had uh, I had surgery and stayed in the hospital for a couple of days. And when I came home, before I came home, I went to the administrative office and asked to uh, to check out. And I said, you know, how much do I owe? I need my bill. And they said, what bill? <laughs> and I thought, what? <laughs> <laughs> almost, uh, almost fainted. Uh, and I thought, oh my God. And they said, no, you don't know anything because cancer is a disease that is paid for here in Portugal. Wow. Did they pay for that? You know, the only thing that I had to pay for were the test, medication, things of that nature. They provided transportation to and from because I had to have radiation for, for uh, a number of weeks. And they provided the transportation for me that was free. And, you know, that is just unheard of uh, in America. And with the insurance, uh, with the surgery that I had, it was about, you know, in America, if, if I had had the same surgery in America, it would have been close to $100,000. And here, you can see what the difference was. <laughs> yeah, it's quite big. Well, the nice thing about that, too, is it reduces your stress, which is important when you have cancer or any disease, really. Are you in remission? Uh, yes, I have been uh, for five years, six years. Uh, That's fantastic. That's great. But at the healthcare, uh, you're not going to be able to beat it anywhere. You know, in fact, uh, Portugal is uh, number 12 in the world for the healthcare, which is fantastic. And, you know, to me, that, that said bundles. And when I look at where America is compared, you know, on the chart, well, America is at the very bottom. You know, I think they're like, you know, 48 or something like that. Portugal is number 12. So, you know, that says volumes for the, for the system here in Portugal. Sure, because you think about, you know, people that are, 
and because it was one of the things I was thinking about. You know, you go over there, you, you know, and you get a sick or you get a broken arm or whatever, not a big deal. But you get cancer, that's a major situation and probably very yeah. intimidating <laughs> and scary in a foreign country. So it's good to hear that that was not a problem there and it was very inexpensive is even better yeah. too. Yeah. I think, you know, I wound up paying less than 5,000 euros for the, the total uh, thing. So that, that is just phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I had not lived here long enough. I had not lived here long enough to have to be covered by the insurance. But, you know, luckily my husband was Portuguese. And that says a lot, too, because he was covered. And with him being covered, I was as well. So, uh, you know, I walked up there, but I felt like uh, when I came home from the, the hospital, I felt like it was Christmas, you know, in July. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a, a great, just a great feeling to know that I didn't have it, a major bill that I had to pay. And, you know, when a, a, in my situation, we didn't know what it was going to cost and didn't have an idea, but we didn't have any, any choice. No choice. Uh, but yep. do it. What about the another big issue that you don't find a lot of information on in, in the magazines and whatnot is safety. How safe do you feel over there, and what's it like crime-wise for you over there? It's safe, and I can tell you that my husband and I will go out at 12 o'clock at night walking, and, you know, we, we've never, in the nine years, we've never been bothered. Now, I'm not to say, you know, that you're not going to have some, some crime, because uh, needless to say, no matter where you live, there's going to be, uh, you know, a few people that are going to commit crimes. But the biggest crimes that we have here, Doug, is uh, pickpocketing. And other than that, that, you know, we don't have, you don't see people shooting each other in the streets and, and you know, in big, big events, uh, you know, like you do in America, because people aren't, uh, people don't have guns here. Even the police don't carry guns. Well, in Kushkosh, Kush is it, are there pickpockets there? Are you speaking mostly about the touristy areas like Lisbon and Algarve, maybe? Well, you know, the pickpockets are in all of the cities and especially around the train station. And transportation, the train is, is a big part of transportation here in Portugal because you can go from uh, Cascais to Lisbon and, you know, for about $3 a person. <laughs> and, you know, you can't drive that cheap and now you can't park and, you know, then drive. Uh, that cheaply, so right. it's a good means of getting to the larger city from Cascais, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where mainly the pickpockets are going to go. But you know, we we've never had a problem walking, and a lot of other people say the same thing. You know, we we just don't have the kind of crime that we have in America. It's considered, I think, the seventh safest place in the world. Maybe it's it's really safe over there, according to you know all the measures that you look at and even the people that I've talked to. So good for you. That's good. What is the toughest part about being over there for you or has been in the nine years, obviously besides getting cancer or having cancer, what's been the toughest part about being an expat in Portugal? The, the toughest part uh, for me was when we first moved here. We had a beautiful five-bedroom home you know, on an acre of property with a swimming pool. And, you know, it was just, it was uh, decorated to the hilt. And we came here and we, I, I was so disappointed because that first night that we were here, it was so cold because we arrived in February. And I said, you know, honey, why don't we turn on the heat? And he said, <laughs> I said, I, I can't find the thermostat anywhere. And he said, there's not one. And I said, what? And he said, there's not a thermostat. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, we don't have heat uh, like that, like you do in America, the central heat. That has been, that was a major, major thing. 
It still is. I hate not, not having that central heat or air conditioning. It doesn't really bother me because we live on the sea. We can open up our windows and we have instant air conditioning. So, But the heat really does. I hear that the homes and everything are built on a much smaller scale. Rooms are not as large and not grandiose as they are in America. And when I first got here, we had this little stove, and I said, oh, my God, that was like a toy, and <laughs> refrigerator, and that was so hard. I think I cried for three months after we first moved here. That is part of it. I, I never really thought about those things when I was coming, you know, thought about coming to a Portugal. You know, that was, that was a major thing. And the other thing, or some of the, the spices and things that we have in America is hard to find in here. The cuts of meat are hard to find here that we have in America. Food and, um, you know, it has been a, a, a problem too. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not a big eater of uh, meat, but, you know, I, I do like my veggies. And here it's so wonderful because you do have we have a farmer's market or a fresh air market once a week, twice a week here in Cascais. And that's where all of the farmers go and they give up their fruits and vegetables and things. And the price is just a fraction of the cost of what it is in America. Can you not buy a heater for your house? Is there not a way to install one? I know Bruce did. could. Uh, and mm-hmm. we do have uh, the little heating things in each room, mm-hmm. you know, which is okay. But we live in a, a, an apartment, a condo, that is about 55 years old. It's got a lot of charm, but the charm is not the heat. <laughs> and restrictions, <laughs> too. Yeah. The Homeowner Association, you know, over here, for example, let's say you have a condo in Florida. You might pay four or $500 a month. In New Orleans, I knew a friend who had one that was over 1000 a month for association fees. What are, what are they like over there? Depends on where. The association fees are pretty inexpensive, but you are assessed if there has to be any major work done on the building itself, the outside of the building. You know, nothing major, nothing that has been, uh, you know, anything of any consequence since I've been here. Mm-hmm. What's a typical day look like for you over there in Kushkash? What's a typical day? Look like, yeah. Oh, well, you may not during the pandemic, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, outside of that, stay in the stay-at-home deal. Before that and after that, what's a typical day well, for you? Before that, we, we like to go out. We like to get out, walk, you know, just enjoy the, the beauty. And that we're so close to the sea, as I said, we're right on the sea. So we can walk on the sea and that just the air. And, you know, we don't have the pollution that you have in America, so it's nice to do that. We love to eat out and try the different restaurants in the area. And I stay pretty busy when with Americans living in Portugal because I, I spend, I try to respond to people as they come in and as members and people are always asking questions so I try to answer questions so a good bit of my time is spent on the computer. I like to read, I like to cook and we like to just enjoy life. We don't have anything, any major uh, thing that we have to get up and do every day so you know that's a good thing. Sure. Uh, because I did, you know, most of my life, and I, I think it's time to sort of, hey, slow down, put the brakes on. Mm-hmm. Did you leave uh, family behind when you left America, kids? Or? I did. I left two children, mm-hmm. and they love it here. They have no problems because they love to come here on vacation. Okay, so you get to see them a fair amount then. Great. Yeah. Now, yeah. You, you said you sold everything. But I saw one of your Facebook lives on your Americans Living in Portugal page, and you had China in the background, which I assume is some you brought over from the United States, or no? Yes, I did. I, I 
the only thing I brought with me was uh, some of the artwork and some of the my china and crystal and things of that nature that I just wasn't going to part with. But, you know, basically, Portugal has a lot of beautiful uh, china and crystal and, and things of that nature as well. As well as, uh, you know, we have completely furnished our condo since we've been here. And, you know, everything is a lot less expensive uh, than it is in America. So, you know, it's pretty easy to, to do that. So uh, not very many people have the opportunity to start again, uh, start over, I should say. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that, that's a good thing. And it's, it's something that I enjoy and I love decorating. So it was fun to do that. But you, how hard was it to get, I mean, China, I could imagine just shipping anywhere is complicated. How <laughs> tough was it to get all that there? We got a container because we had 16 boxes of clothes and the wardrobe boxes. Plus, I had uh, all of the china and crystal, and I brought a lot of things with me because you don't need to just come with absolutely nothing. I, I brought a lot of my kitchen stuff over with me. I had uh, a number of boxes, so we took up a portion of a container, and I, it was around 3,000 euros to get here. And that, and then it was it there. Did it take a while after you arrived, or was it there when you got there? How did it work exactly? Yeah, it took a while for it to arrive, but uh, I think it was about six weeks after we arrived. It absolutely nothing was chipped, broken, or anything. It was just it was as if I had just packed it. <laughs> that is awesome. Very nice. Now, if your husband, I know he's Portuguese, so that's one of the reasons you live, but you said you were uh, traveled a lot. Did y'all ever consider any other countries? We, we didn't. You know what? When, before um, before I married uh, my husband, I, I always thought that I would live in Europe, but uh, I, I thought something like Paris, but uh, I never mm-hmm. thought it would be Portugal. To be honest with you, I didn't know much about Portugal because we're not taught much about it in school, are we? No. When I met my husband, I had to get the encyclopedia out real quick to find out about <laughs> Portugal. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it, it, Portugal is a small country. In fact, uh, it's about 900 square meters all the way from coast to coast, uh, which is small. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it's beautiful, and uh, it, it's so much history here. It's unbelievable. Do you have a car? Yes. Okay, it's easy the, to the drive. The cars there. are inexpensive here mm-hmm. to, uh, to to operate, and our insurance is unbelievably inexpensive so yeah we we do have a car we don't use it that often but we have it if we need to is it automatic or stick shift it's a stick it's hard to find an automatic (laughs) that's what i hear (laughs) uh what did people in gray georgia and opelika alabama thinking about you moving to a foreign country i guess since you had your husband's portuguese it probably wasn't uh, as unusual as People would just up and do it, yeah. <laughs> because we just, I just had my uh, high school reunion back you know, last summer, okay. And when I got, when I got to the reunion, people were just, uh, they just couldn't believe. They said, "Oh, and you were the least person I ever thought that would move to uh, Portugal, <laughs> even out of uh, Alabama." And I said, well, "I don't know why, because I, I always said, as soon as I get eighteen, I'm gone." <laughs> oh, is that right? Huh, I want. Yeah, I wonder why they thought that you would be the last one. That's interesting, because you're the first one, probably, for that group. Well, you know, Opelika, you know, Opelika, and, uh, Opelika is a great town, but it's not much there for young people. You know, it's not much that you can do there. It's, uh, it's pretty much, you know, <laughs> it hasn't grown that much over the last, I don't know how many years, but, uh, you know, it's still small and still not a lot of opportunity there. I can't imagine what it would be like, too, if there was not Auburn University over there next door. Well, Auburn University, is uh, that, was, that was great. But the, 
the jobs that we do have available there is in industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't see myself working in an industry. I've been a type, like, you know, a manufacturing uh, industry. Uh, I didn't see myself doing that for the rest of my life. And I didn't see myself, uh, you know, working in the hospitality industry or working in uh, a clothing store. I thought, you know, I, there's got to be more than that. So, uh, you know, after I graduated from Auburn, I was fortunate enough to get a job in uh, Atlanta, Georgia with a multi-million dollar company uh, called Post Properties mm-hmm. uh, Incorporated. And, you know, we they built their own properties and managed them. And there were luxury properties throughout the South. But then we expanded and we went all over the United States. And uh, we even have, have, have a high-rise uh, that's in Manhattan. Wow. Uh, so I, uh, I worked my way from, you know, from just a leasing person to vice president of the company. So, nice. you know, I feel very fortunate and I was, um, I was very fortunate because I was a little small town girl, made it big. And as I said, uh, you know, when you've been to the top of the mountain, there's nowhere else to go. So the only place you can go is down from there, sort of slide down, glide down gracefully and peacefully and and that's what we're doing here in Portugal. So neither one of you are working over there? No, 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 no. We haven't worked out since we've been here. And you said y'all met on a cruise. We did. My husband worked on a cruise and I went on a cruise uh, to Alaska in 98 and I met him the first day and I just, I fell in love. And, and I took three subsequent cruises after that to be on the same ship that he was on. So it was just marvelous. And when he came to Atlanta, uh, I was living there at the time. I said, you know, if you ever come to Atlanta, you won't ever go back. And he never went back. <laughs> That's great. A cruise ship. Awesome. Yeah. Well, he went with Post-its Cruises. Uh, he worked uh, for 25 years with them, as a matter of fact. And he was in charge of the training um, uh, the, the bar staff and, and uh, inventory. Gotcha. Most things I see recommend renting before you buy over there, but y'all went straight in and bought something. Is that right? No, uh, we didn't. We rented. Uh, and I would advise anybody to come here to rent, uh, you know, just to find out if the area that you like is is where you are. Because it's, it's hard to move around here. You know, I don't know. I don't like to move. It's, it's such a chore. So the best thing to do is just move as is little as possible you know sort of pick the area that you think you're going to like and if you don't like it you haven't lost anything you can pick up and move if you want to so it says a lot of advantages in being able to to rent mm-hmm. so when you rented though did you have that shipping container come to your rental property and then you end up having to move right, that stuff? Mm-hmm. okay so then you had to move that to the to the new place you live in yeah, we did, but okay. we didn't have anything because we rented a furnished apartment when we got here, oh. and and I, you know, so we didn't have anything to move other than the stuff I clothes, gotcha. uh, and the stuff that I brought in my suitcases that I when I, I came here, and, and I think I had about five or six large suitcases, and I had them filled with a lot of the things that uh, you know that I was going to be needing for when I came. Things like you don't think about, but sheets. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. like to sleep on somebody's sheets, so I I brought you know my own sheets and my own towels and my own bath rugs and shower curtain and that type thing. Did you rent in Kushkosh? Yes, I did. We we never were outside of Kushkosh. We took um, about three weeks and we looked from coast to coast and you know I could tell almost immediately whether (laughs) I liked the city or not Mm -hmm. and when I came here it just felt you know it felt like home and it's um, 
you know, it was like a little sleepy fishing village at that time. But now we have grown tremendously, and there's all kinds of construction going on. You know, so now Carthage is not the little sleepy fishing village that it was. You know, because this this uh, has grown so much now. And y'all wanted a townhouse instead of just getting a house so you were used to. Yeah, you know, you know you're gonna find. It's easier to get a, a condo here rather than a house. You know, houses are here, but houses are, you know, if you want a premium house, uh, it's very expensive here for really nice homes. But it's not you know, compared that to America, it's inexpensive. But to me, I, I don't want to put all of my eggs in a, uh, you know, owning a home. Been there, done that, and you know, I just didn't want to do that. Okay, and you got a, you're, you're right on the water too, so that's a, <laughs> a yeah, nice exactly. plus. <laughs> I live on the, I live on the eighth floor in our, in our condo building, and it's an absolutely uh, exquisite view. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like I said, we've got windows uh, halfway, a wall of windows in our living dining area, and it, it's just absolutely gorgeous. The air and the brightness and just the scenery is. I, I can sit at my dining room table and look out the window at the at the sea. So it's it's nice. And a day like today is sunshiny and just absolutely warm as it can be and you know when you look out at that sea it looks like diamonds dancing on it it's so pretty mm-hmm. yeah it's the skies over there it's really nice that's great i'm glad you're happy and doing well over there have you visited here i have i've been to portugal i haven't been to Cushcosh. i hit the algarve and villa del Melfontes, and i hit lisbon and we were supposed to be there this month to go to porto and the duro valley region some of that but that didn't happen <laughs> Well, you know, unfortunately, you know, but we, it hasn't happened and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, we still are under a little bit of lockdown here, easing up here, but, you know, Portugal wasn't affected like so many other countries because our government and our president here hopped on it immediately and he really, you know, stayed on top of it the whole time. So we have not been as affected as many other places in the world. No, Portugal's uh, done very well with it. When I look at two and I look at the where you are, I guess that, that's considered, is it Alentejo area? The Alentejo? Yeah, is that what it, that's where you are? Yeah, yeah Alentejo. Alentejo. No, Alentejo is an area here that is very well known for its wine production. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alentejo wines are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and hey, another thing, uh, Doug, you can drink if you like wine. Mm. And I love your little <laughs> cartoon uh, with a uh, mask with a wine. <laughs> yeah, I like wine. <laughs> but if you do like wine we've got some of the best wine here and it's so inexpensive oh, yeah. uh, i've had know, it so. yeah i like it over there i thought that though the the middle so i thought it went north and then there's algarve and in the middle there's a name for that area where you are i think well it's uh, the alentasia was, was sort of in the middle okay because yeah, when I look so, at it, I try to see, okay, where would be the ideal place for weather? Because the Algarve apparently gets really hot. The yeah. Porto gets really cold and rainy. I figure probably about where you are, somewhere in the middle, is probably the closest you're going to get to the perfect weather scenario. Well, it is. My husband is from the Algarve, so we visit there. And, you know, the Algarve is really beautiful. But to be honest with you, I didn't want to move there and be there because in the winter time, there's nothing to do. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> and in the summertime, you got to wait an hour to go to eat, yeah. wait in line, and, and that's not for me either. So I said, no, you know, don't like that. And besides that, he had two sisters that lived there. So well, <laughs> I didn't 
You better, uh-oh, you better not say that. Now, in Kushkosh, though, it's going to be, could be the next Algarve, though. You could end up being in the same situation where it's packed in the summer and dead in the winter, maybe. No, it's not dead here in the winter. You know, we still have things going on uh, all the time. But in the Algarve, I, I just I couldn't stand it because I like to have a little bit of uh, activity around me. I don't, I don't want to be next to dead. <laughs> That's yeah. going to think that soon enough. But, uh, you know, it's nothing to do. Go to the movie. It's too cold to go to the beach and just eat. That's all there is to do with all garb. Uh And here, you know, you've got something year-round that you can do. We have a lot of culture here, a lot of shows that are coming into town, a lot of museums, a lot of, you know, a lot of different things that you can do here. And uh, you just don't have that available to you in the all garb. And the all garb is hot as heck in the summertime. And here, you know, I love it because you have a breeze from the sea. Here, which is really, and you have that breeze all the time, which is great. And it doesn't really get that cold, but you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a little bit cold natured. Uh, so, <laughs> 68, uh, that's cold. <laughs> yeah, so, you and me both. So, how cold does it get exactly over there? Um, it doesn't get cold. You know, I think this past winter we had some days that dipped to about 30 degrees. Ooh, okay. I believe Pushkosh is the, and the Algarve have a lot of golf courses, is that right? Yeah, the Algarve is, uh, it, it's really uh, you know, known for its uh, number of golf courses, and Tiger Wood, you know, of course, plays in the Algarve, but we have golf courses as well here in Kuskaj. Nice. Well, that's so we all- have hiking trails, if you into that, we have trails that you can go hiking on, we've got just, it's a lot of things that's available to you here that you're not gonna have in a lot of cities or towns. So I, I really like that. And, you know, some of the smaller towns in Portugal, you know, were nice to visit, but uh, I wouldn't want to live there. Porto is uh, up north uh, here in Portugal. It's cold, really cold. It's about 10 to 15 degrees colder that there than it was in Cascais. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, we are just ideally located here in, uh, in our area. That sounds like it. You say ideally located for weather. What about with friends? Have you made mostly Portuguese friends or expat friends over there? Your husband speaks Portuguese, obviously, so you're good there, at least. you got an interpreter. Well, you know, it's, it, I can say I can do enough that I can get by. Uh, I just don't feel confident in my speech. And it's hard for a Southerner to speak the language sure. uh, because so much of the rolling of the tongue and, you know, the, that thing. And, you know, we Southerners just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the expats over there that you know and have met or maybe on your page, are they mostly from the uh, United States or are there a lot from other areas of Europe? Yeah, there's a lot from other countries, but mm-hmm. we do have a lot at that from the United States and more and more seem to be coming. You know, I, I like to keep up with that, uh, you know, with the demographics of that because, you know, that, of course, is, is my mainstay when it comes to Americans living in Portugal. Mm-hmm. We have people from all over the world. Uh, we have people from New Zealand. We have people from China. We have people from South Korea. We have Italy. You name it. We've got some from just about every country in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you own any pets over there? Dogs, cats? No, I don't. No, okay. <laughs> no my pet is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And, and besides that, I can 
can take him with me when I want to go somewhere. I don't have to get a babysitter. Exactly. It's getting expensive over here to do that. So y'all do travel a lot. It's so much cheaper and easier to travel over there to if you're well, staying in Europe and places. Yeah. We don't travel that much anymore no? because we've been there and done that. Mm-hmm. Once you've been there, it's only to go on that. Mm-hmm. But we're getting to the age where we're sort of, that's over with. We, we've done most of the traveling that we want to do. We did a, a cruise uh, on uh, MSC, the grandiose cruise ship, which is one of the largest in the world. And back in January for my birthday, I tell you, I was so glad to get home. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> all right. Been there, done that on the travel. That's good. Well, let me ask you one more question, and I appreciate all your time. You've been very generous with it. The Americans Living in Portugal page sent you a message, and you let me join there. Is is that open to people that are just thinking about it, or, or does it just need to be people that live there? Well, it's a, people that uh, are thinking about it. Uh, we have a lot of people that say, you know, we're thinking about moving to Portugal, but, you know, it's important that they to find out. And I, I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, people that have 500 clubs uh, under their belt, no, uh, you know, I don't want them. <laughs> I <don't. laughs> you know, but they're not really serious. No, you got to wonder how they even manage that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and some of, some of the people do. But, that, you know, we, we've got a good group of people. I'm very selective with who I allow to come in. We, and we have some pretty stringent rules that we go by. No advertising, no, you know, this and that, no religious, no, no politicians or things like that. Because, you know, you know as well as I do that things can get ugly pretty quick. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. I've seen it on too many sites. You know, I've run some too, but you just can't. It's unfortunate you can't have, you know, adult behavior and good diplomatic debates anymore. But I, I understand what you're doing. That's great. Thanks so much for being a part of this. I uh, enjoy talking with you and War Eagle. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it too, and you have a great day. All right. See you on Facebook. Okay. Bye. Ciao. Bye.